It's 3 p.m. Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We are four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the Gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the Gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationBoise.com. All right, we are wrapping up two weeks of great godly books that have helped us to follow Jesus, and in some cases, books that have just challenged us to think in other ways. So today, we are asking a a massive question, hopefully we can get through it, which is this, what are your favorite theology books? Now, brothers, apply this in, in all the different categories, you know, for beginners, for teens, for those who are advanced. What are your favorite theology books? There are different levels of systematic theologies, and I think if you want to just go on a more entry level, um, I think R.C. Sproul did the church a, a wonderful favor by writing every, Everyone's a Theologian. Um, I think it's accessible. I, I think it's um, uh, a little bit uh, not low level in the fact that he's not addressing profound theological truths, but he's not going to go into the, uh, the detail that maybe other systematics are going to go to. Um, I think Burkhoff has three different levels of, of systematics. He's got his systematic theology. And then people said to him, well, can you make it simpler? So then he wrote a manual of Christian doctrine and people were like, well, can you make it simpler still? And then he produced a summary of Christian doctrine. And I think there's so much value in that, that all three, naturally the, the biggest one is going to be the most developed but if you just have the summary of Christian summary doctrine, of Christian doctrine yes. it's wonderful for the mm-hmm. truths that it contains. I was going to mention another book, but I see that Jonathan yeah. has it in front of him, so I'll leave that one to him. <laughs> There's a lot of good uh, theology. I, I do like uh, that everyone's a theologian because every time we make a propositional statement about God, we're saying something about him, and, and uh, that's theology. Uh, R.C. Sproul has a very gifted way of communicating truth that makes it accessible. So I would recommend his book as well. Another book in terms of a systematic, a comprehensible, readable theology is one written by James Montgomery Boyce called The Foundations of the Christian Faith. And that's, I mean, if you really want to study theology, the knowledge of God and the various aspects, whether it's uh, soteriology, salvation, uh, Christology, uh, the doctrine of Christ, homertiology, the study of sin, um, or ecclesiology, the study of the church, a book like this, The Foundation of the Christian Faith by James Montgomery Boyce will delve into all those in a very readable and accessible way. Mm-hmm. That was the first systematic theology book I read, and it was a dozen or more years before I went to seminary. So I found it very, very helpful, still find it helpful, very readable. Yeah, yeah I, I would recommend either one of those that have been mentioned. Uh, probably the, the starter for me was was Burkhoff for us that, that, that you mentioned. Pastorally, I, I would say there is some people, uh, and maybe there's a little bit of this in all of us, that when you get into theology, there's a temptation to skip over the basics and become a theological adventurer. Yeah, there, there's certain there's certainly a place in theology to expand your horizons to read, for instance, to read outside your tradition. Uh, obviously, around this circle, we're all from the Reformed tradition, and not all of our listeners are. Yeah, read outside of your tradition. Expand your horizons. First, have a place to stand. First, 
have a place, a, a foundation where you where you know home base to come return from your adventures. Mm-hmm. Other, otherwise, you're going to be a kite without a string. So mm-hmm. start with something really basic, uh, like a Burkhoff, like a James Montgomery Boyce, yeah. and build your foundation. And then, then you can step off the reservation a little bit. One of the books that I was first hit with when I first came into the Reformed tradition, probably not surprising to you guys, but Wayne Grudem's Systematic Theology. Oh, yeah. And that's mm-hmm. a good book, it, too. A good place to start. The great thing about that book is that he, he, a lot of people hear systematic theology and they're instantly thinking like, oh, dusty old books, boring old books. Well, that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially Wayne Grudem does a great job of modeling, giving you the information, but he's aiming at, which all of us should be aiming at, is that transformation. He actually has right. like a hymn at the end of each little chapter where he's trying to draw you into the worship of God over these things. Well, when we, when we talk systematic theologies, it's not something, these are not necessarily books that you sit down and you read cover to cover. You can, but they become resources. They're a resource for understanding portions of God's Word. You go, what particular theology, what particular aspect of God's Word is being addressed here? And where can I find a summary of all those things together? Because the Bible doesn't come with a table of contents, you know, where you can, a systematic theology or a biblical theology begins to put those things together in one place so you can. Uh, read about what God says about the church or what he says about a savior or what he says about the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and you get a comprehensive view of those things. Yeah. And I think Grudem's book more than maybe some others really emphasizes the point that theology is always supposed to lead to doxology. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we aren't just studying theology just to get knowledge. It's to lead to worship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate how Grudem really emphasizes that mm-hmm. at the end of every mm-hmm. one of his sections, he does have mm-hmm. um, how it, what songs, hymns, worship relates to what, it, what he's taught. So. Yeah. I gave my son, I went to a conference here recently, and Sinclair Ferguson has a book called The Christian Life. Mm-hmm. I think that's a much smaller, you know, kind of systematic theology. I think that's a good book for, especially for older teenagers regarding uh, systematic theology. For maybe some ad- advanced listeners who are looking to dig into something quite a bit, maybe over their head, Stephen Charnock, the Puritan, has two volumes that are phenomenal, The Existence and Attributes of God. And by the way, I mean, if, if you really want to understand Reformed theology, all you really have to do is study the attributes of God. Yeah. Um, because once you start reasoning through, well, if, if God's omniscience means this, if God's omnipotence means this, then that equals yeah. this, and then that means he can't be like this. And uh, if you study the attributes of God, you will have a completely different view yeah. on uh-huh. theology. How do we become fully devoted followers of Christ? That's by studying who he is. Yeah. If you if you want to read a good contemporary and I won't well a good contemporary systematic theology and he's written a couple of them one a while ago and one one more recently Michael Horton what attracts me to Horton is that he is determined to be in conversation with modern thinkers mm-hmm. he's he's determined to remain in conversation with modern secular thinkers and and modern thought unfortunately today some some contemporary theologians have kind of run away from that and, and are and are just willing to communicate kind of within the Christian community and, and to a certain extent that's okay. But uh, Horton is determined that that the gospel touches every aspect of life and that we can remain in conversation with the secular world and that can be productive 
conversation. So if you want to jump jump into the deep end of the pool, that, that's a good place. Horton did in essence what the Burkhoff studies have done. He he has a, a larger volume of theology, but then they simplified that and he called it a pilgrim theology. Right. And there's a, actually a study guide that goes with that so that you can study that theology together and be guided through it, asking questions, reflecting on those things. I am very disappointed that these guys beat me to this because I was trying to get back into the good graces of, of Michael Horton with regard to <laughs> advocating. But I do own his larger systematic theology called the Christian faith. Yeah, mm-hmm. He did take that and reduce it, um, like Jonathan said, to pilgrim theology. And then I think he even reduced it further. It might not be just the reduction of that, but he did write a book called Core Christianity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he has right. tried to make different levels of accessibility to systematic yeah. and theology and the study of theology. Yeah, Core Christianity, Pilgrim Theology, and then what was the 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 third that was the Christian faith. The Christian, the Christian faith. faith. That's the yeah. bigger bigger yeah, the big one of his. I would recommend if you're talking just accessibility, readability, um, probably not as well known. Anthony Hukama wrote Created in God's Image, Saved by Grace and the Bible in the future, so it's not a complete systematic, mm-hmm. but it's accessible. If you want kind of just a, somebody, a systematic that addresses just straight up questions um, in the older style, some of the systematics were written in a question answer format. So a man by the name of Voss mm-hmm. wrote a, a book called Reformed Dogmatics, and that's and, in and question the, and answer. And it's all question and answer. It's almost like a catechism. By yeah. the way, speaking of, I mean, if you want to really get a really summarized version of systematic theology, go to the Westminster Standards. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you oh, can, yeah. All you got to do is Google Westminster Confession of Faith. It's, or the uh, Belgic Confession. Or the Belgic Confession. Yeah. Uh, now, the Westminster Confession of Faith, it's, it's listed as chapters, but they're more like paragraphs and there's mm-hmm. 33 of them you could read it easily I guess just as far as just reading through it in, in less than 10 minutes but there's footnotes to it it's very rich and if you go to the shorter catechism now the shorter catechism I think is like 107 ish questions but questions 1 through 38 give you a, a, an entire overview of the whole Bible and so in terms of <laughs> of getting summarized versions of systematic theology go to the Westminster Standards my favorite is still Bavink. Um, but that's yeah. in the deeper end of the pool. But I somehow, I connect with how Bavink writes. Some people don't. They do have a four-volume set, but they did reduce it down to a yeah. one-volume set where mm-hmm. it's a little bit more condensed. I, I just per- purchased Bavink this summer. Yeah. Uh, Reformed automatic. Right. <laughs> Turretin is a old, much older, yeah. but that's a question and answer one, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Voss is easier than Turretin, but I know I have people that would disagree and actually would prefer Turretin over um, Voss, but that's mm-hmm. a, also another resource. A.A. A. Hodge has a book called Outlines of Theology, and he also does the, the Q&A section. Now, the nice thing about Voss is you can actually flip to the back of the book, and you can search for which question that you want to answer, and then you can go directly to that page. Mm-hmm. That's the accessibility of what he offers, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have not real, read Shed. Um, Shed's but awesome. I, but I know that there are the, <laughs> those that would be in that camp. Yeah. I really like W.G.T. Shedd. He was a, you know, he was a Presbyterian in the 19th century, and yeah. you were, you had a book here earlier. We were talking off the air, but um, you know, he was really right in the midst of the controversy between, you know, the conservatives and the liberals within the PCUSA. Right, right. I have not found Charles Hodges as as accessible as a systematic, but maybe some of these guys prefer him. He was helpful for me in working through some of the questions on, you know. Um, the recent debate with uh, presuppositional apologetics and you know classical apologetics, he was helpful at least for that for me. Yeah. 
There, you know, for us pastors, we probably have a number of those volumes and multiple volumes on theology on our shelves, and it's it's good to have them because we can compare them. Um, like we've said before, if if it's an individual, we can recommend to the individual the the level of reading that might be most profitable to them. Mm-hmm. And I'll just say that there's nothing that really stirs the soul of a pastor more than if you come and ask and yeah. you borrow one of my systematic theology. No, not, yes, bar- no right. ba- not borrow, you know. <laughs> you know it's like, <laughs> uh, I just, 20 years ago, someone borrowed a book, and just uh, a month ago, I got an email from them asking if I wanted it back. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this has been uh, a super fun couple of weeks, brothers, and uh, hopefully you, the listeners, have benefited from it. If you'd like to get uh, perhaps a resource from us on uh, recommended books, you can email us at info at reformationboise.com. And reformationboise.com is our website where you can find out information about our annual conference as well as uh, catch up on past broadcasts. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. This has been the Gospel for Life.